This episode of the This Is Reportage podcast is sponsored by PickTime. I'm sure you've heard of PickTime before. I've actually spoken about them quite a bit on the podcast before as I've been using their service for years now. But just in case you haven't, they really are the best gallery, print store and slideshow system out there. Those are just a few of the things they offer as well. One of the best things about them is that they're always adding more, such as their recent blogging feature, and even a recent update to that which includes optional chat GPT integration. I use them for all my wedding and family clients with super professional and clean galleries. Honestly, one of the best things about PickTime is just how good the galleries look. They also have great sales automations, which are super easy to implement. For example, I use a combo of their early bird and gallery expiration apps, which gives my clients and their guests a discount for the first couple of weeks, and then again just before their gallery expires. Everything about the apps are customizable, such as the words and graphics in the emails, and I can speak from my personal experience that they've helped me earn so much more from print and product sales. They've just launched their 2023 holiday sale app too, which can automate Black Friday and Christmas holiday sales to any gallery you assign it to. Head to pick-time.com to find out more. There's a free 30-day trial and new users can get one bonus month when upgrading to any paid plan with the code THISISREPORTAGE. Hi and welcome to episode 135 of the This Is Reportage podcast. My name is Alan Law, I'm the founder of This Reportage and This Reportage family, and I'm a photographer too. Excited to chat to the fab Brittany Diliberto on the podcast this week. One of the best documentary wedding photographers in the USA, Brittany was a US Storyteller of the Year for 2021 and has won 14 awards from us in total, an incredible feat. She shares so much on the episode today, including how her background in lighting design led on to wedding photography with so many transferable skills, tips for working with wedding planners and videographers, the story behind her specific Elephant Reportage Award, choosing weddings and images for story award submissions, what makes for a good wedding photographer, advice on how to make wedding expos work for you, and Netflix synopsis game, and so much more. Just a couple of quick reminders before we hear from Brittany. Firstly, there's just a few weeks left to submit to our final awards round of 2023. The deadline is the same for both our wedding site and our family site. Submit by 2359 GMT on the 23rd of November 2023. Secondly, a reminder that if you want to come to our upcoming Christmas party in London on December the 11th, 2023, then you just need to RSVP via the link in the members area or private Facebook group. It's exclusive for TIR and TIRF members. You can bring a guest along too, and it's totally free. Over 50 people have already RSVP'd from all across Europe. It's going to be a fab night. Can't wait. And finally, just a note that this interview was recorded back at the end of July, so apologies if there are any time-related things we talk about that may not be so relevant now. Right, over to Brittany. Hey, Brittany, how are you doing? I'm good, Alan. How are you? I'm really good as well. Thank you. Yeah, all good. All good. How's things with you? And and let's start with the weather for a change. No, I do. Oh, do that all the time. <laughs> uh, it's, it's what? 90. I think I looked earlier. 93 degrees Fahrenheit outside. So what? 33, 32 Celsius. Wow. And what time yeah. is it with you at the moment? Uh, 1.15 p.m. In, wow. in the lovely state of Virginia. Man, that is hot. That is so yes. hot. By comparison, I'm at about 16 degrees Celsius at the moment. At, that uh, would be really pleasant if it would be 16 here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm really disappointed that it has gotten so hot at the end of this week because my daughter just turned one yesterday. 
Oh, well, congratulations. And we're having a birthday party at a park down the street on Saturday. And it's supposed to be a high of 100. Oh, gosh. And we're trying to figure out, like, what are we going to do? We're already doing it in the morning. So hopefully it'll be okay and not too, too hot yet. Um, But it's near a playground. We got some kids coming that, you know, it's like keep everybody entertained at the playground sort of thing. So we're just going to pray that it's going to be fine and maybe bring a few fans and some you know, some, some of Johnny's uh, high-tech uh, battery stuff for when he does some of the commercial shoots that we do. And, uh, oh, what battery <laughs> power? His, what fans? Or he's got, he's got well, we've got like um, two or three big Andy Cine uh, battery packs, and they can power his computer monitors and the computer and the whole production cart. Uh, and oh, wow. it will actually power a decent-sized oscillating fan, so... Maybe we'll bring those down to the park. That's handy uh, to have. That is cool. Oh, so that's cool. we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah. oh, I don't lovely. know. I don't know. But it'll be fun anyway. I mean, it'll be fun just to get people together. It's been so long since we've really been able to get a lot of people together at the same time for any reason just because of COVID. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, wow. Yeah, straight in there with the C word. How how was I it know. for you, by the way, when it all hit? And, you know, did it? How was it? Yeah, in general. It was it was pretty rough we took a really big leap uh right at the beginning of the pandemic we were well just before the world shut down here in mid-march that year we were out at wppi mm-hmm. and so we're in vegas hearing that the whole world is you know th- this this virus is coming to the states and it's already here and we're like of course we were in a nightclub last night great i hope oh, yeah i was tomorrow. i was there too and I, I, we didn't bump into each other oh we? my gosh that was, I was there that would have well. been so great that year if we had actually run into each other i'm sorry i missed you oh no i'm sorry as well yeah and it was just it was just kind of arriving in america wasn't yeah it? it was just arriving and we i'm pretty sure like we went to a cvs right before we got to the airport and we got like you know hand sanitizers and like we'll be safe it will protect us or something ridiculous um but anyway we we managed to skate by without any any issue uh the first year but when we got home knowing that okay if this spreads like wildfire like we're reading that it does uh we should get ahead of this and tell all of our couples that they should be considering rescheduling so instead of waiting for them to come to me i went to them every single one of them all 30 something couples for that year I bet they appreciated that you reached out to them first. They did. They did. And we tried to guide them into a good way of rescheduling. And and it was really, I think it was, you know, probably the most helpful thing for us business wise, because it allowed it allowed us to get ahead of it and Mm. to not lose income that year, which was really incredible. We only had. I think one wedding fully cancel and want to refund. And it was one that had booked really recently. So it wasn't that big of an issue. It was just like in the bank account, out of the bank account. Right. Sure. Um, one, all the others just rescheduled till to like 2021 or reimagined and made it like a small outdoor thing or they eloped or, um, you know, oh, cool. rescheduled it for a year or two later or whatever. And we, we tried to help them navigate the waters of how to do that and, you know, what to share with your guests and, and why and all that sort of stuff. And I was really, really grateful that we did all of that. And of course, after that first wedding that thankfully was not like one that had been on the books for a long time, uh, canceled and wanted a refund, I said, oh, no. Yeah. We got to change our contract like right now and reissue contracts for everybody this way. It's like new date, new contract. 
and oh, that's good. make sure that we we didn't um, get hit really hard if people started changing their minds later on down the line. So uh-huh. we had to, we were smart about it from a business standpoint and also from a personal standpoint. And I think that, that is a lot of what allowed us to kind of emerge out of the really hard times uh, and dive into shooting what we needed to shoot um, that that next year as as things started to build up because we were still booking weddings for 2021 in 2020 and you know that kind of leapfrog thing but then it ended up making it so that I think in 20 it was 2021 where we had I think it's like 43 or 45 weddings wow. and 49 engagement sessions and who the heck knows how many other like commercial corporate shoot type things we had. Um, It was a hard year. And by the time I got to like December 23rd, I was just like, I can't edit anymore. I'm really sorry, people. You have your family photos. You have all of your sneak peeks. You have your highlights. I I can't get the full gallery out to everybody. I just can't do it. My brain won't let me. I need a little (laughs) bit of time. And it's it's Christmas. Like I (laughs) Yeah, you gotta have Christmas off. You gotta have Christmas off. Wow. So so yeah, it was definitely on the verge of burnout at that point. Right, sure. But um the beginning of twenty twenty two had a little bit of a a couple months that were a little slower. So got to kind of catch my breath on all of that, but then I had to figure out how to shoot a, a season's worth of weddings while pregnant, which was really not fun. Um, I cannot that, imagine that, especially in the heat <laughs> that you have. Especially the in heat the heat. The wed- yeah. Um, and, uh, and then it wasn't until the very last wedding before I was taking myself in post-maternity leave that I got COVID. Oh, you did, did you? Right, I got right, it. right then. Oh, right man. then. I was 32 weeks pregnant and I got COVID. It was the worst. Oh, was that worrying when you were pregnant? It was really well? worrying. It was really worrying. And thankfully, thankfully, the little my little munchkin is is just fine. Um, oh. She, you know, we, we had to, it was a whole kind of, you know, scary time. But but we mm. got through it and, and she came out the other side just fine. And she is happy. And obviously, as I just already said, she's a year old now. So now I've got a, a little little toddler ambling around my house because she's just figuring out how to how to walk which means i'm figuring out how to walk half hunched over (laughs) yeah it all changes lower back of steel oh man yes whenever there's kids at weddings my back always hurts but yeah Yeah, when when they start walking around it is a lot more like when they don't walk or crawl it's a lot safer is it they just kind of sit there Mm -hmm. but once they start moving it's like well whole of the ball game whole new ball game so she's keeping us on our toes and making everything better and making us realize, you know, 40, 40 some odd weddings in a year is just too much. And <laughs> I'm really happy to say that we found our happy medium of 18 to 25, somewhere in that range every That's year. A, that is a good number. That's similar to me as well. That's and cool. that is that is where I am going to stay at my happy place is like, I'm not going to book more than that. So yes, I think that is wise. That is why I did my time of, you know, do everything all at once. And now it's it's just like, OK, slow down, take your time. Give a little bit more time to your to your couples, give more time to your family and and really just, you know, actually enjoy a weekend every so often. Yes. I think not that's that the weddings aren't enjoyable. I mean, you know that they're fun, but. Oh, yeah. But they're hard work as well. But they're right? hard work as well. So uh, it's it's nice to have some non-working weekends. I really should rephrase it that way. No, yes, totally agree. Totally agree. And um, whilst you mentioned Vegas at the, uh, the, the beginning of that bit, how far are you from Vegas? Oh, geez. Uh, we are clear across the country on the East Coast. So oh, then, yeah. it's it's probably a four hour plane ride. OK, if it's that's... direct. 
That's not too bad though. So, so I've been to I've been to Vegas like like eight or nine times now. I've never been anywhere else in America though. How bad is that? You really that need you yeah. need to branch out. If you come to DC, there are a bunch of us here that would love to do like a, a bar night or a dinner night or something. So oh, that'd be so cool. I should do that. Could, yeah, could totally pull that together. I know. Oh, I'd oh, love that. I'll we've we've do done it. that with a few other people. I know that that Ken from Develop was was in town a few years ago back pre-pandemic obviously and we we all got together and hung out with him oh uh, cool and uh i think lanny and erica came to town one time they were shooting a wedding and ken pack called me up he's like hey lanny and erica are in town we're gonna go drive to the eastern shore do you want to go i was like uh sure let's let's do it he's like i'm picking you up in 30 minutes okay wow <laughs> <laughs> so um, those are the best type of nights those kind oh of god it was great it was really great um yeah so you know come and, and we'll we'll make a ruckus and have some fun I would love that, honestly, Brittany. I would. I'd love that. I've got. I've got to visit elsewhere in America. I do enjoy Vegas, but I need to visit elsewhere. Definitely. Are uh, you going? Are you going Vegas to the and coming up? Uh, I don't know that we'll be able to go this year. Maybe the year after. Mm. Um, I I love going. It's always so fun to see everybody and and just catch up and and obviously meet new people too. But mm. it's uh it's it's so much fun. And at the end of probably day two, I really feel like I need to take a break from WPPI and go on a hike. Yeah, um, get some I greenery. Just, I need to see the outside. You know, the, you're in those tunnels and casinos yeah. and event halls and everything. And without any sunshine, it just makes me feel like a little mole person. And I, <laughs> you know, I I did ten years of theatrical lighting design prior to doing um, photography full time. I was still doing photography part time at that point, but. Um, it reminded me of all the time that I just didn't see this, the daylight because I was designing lights in a theater, making make believe that we were outside on a stage. Yeah, it's just like that. And that's funny that I've got that. This highlighted is the thing I was going to ask you next. I was going to ask. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's go back. Um, so it's my question that I've got written here. So I read that your background was as a lighting uh, designer, which sounds yeah. very interesting. So, yeah. Can you tell us more about that and and how that maybe played its part in you becoming a wedding photographer? You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. I majored in theatrical lighting design in college. Um, right. So I have a, B, a BFA, a Bachelor of Fine Arts in theatrical lighting design. Um, and it was a really intense degree um, art-wise. Like it just, it pushed your boundaries of being able to be creative and use your time as wisely as you can and, you know, all all of the people skills that you can use in nearly any job uh, you you use when you get a theater degree, which I, going into it, didn't really know. Um, mm -hmm. But in hindsight, I, I'm really grateful that that was the degree that I went for because I'm definitely not, um, like, I'm good with math sometimes and I'm good with writing sometimes, but give me something to like a project to sink my teeth into and I will, I just tune the whole world out and really focus on it. So with, with lighting, it was something that I got into in middle and high school and it just sort of naturally progressed that I was doing it more and more in high school. I actually ran the, uh, the lighting and sound department at my high school and oh, the, cool. the <laughs> I had a key to the whole building and I could get in whenever I wanted to, which was wow. pretty fun. Um, I got to prank my art teacher in high school on his 50th birthday. We decorated his whole room so that he would come in the next morning and be surprised. But I had Aww. to you know, tell the custodians that I was doing it so that I didn't get in trouble. But they knew I had a key to the building. 
you know, wow. it's all these like weird responsibilities that get piled on you. Um, anyway, how old, how old were you in, when you had that key? Oh God, I was a teenager. Um, 15, 16, wow, man. something like that. That is trust. That is cool. It was major trust. And I mean, I had to, I had a crew of students that would work with me to set up all of the, the, the school assemblies and the pep rallies. And if we were working after school for anything, like a, like a board meeting for the county, or um, they would rent out the theater space to different organizations. I think we had like a Cambodian New Year's festival one year. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in charge of making sure that we had the crew and that the gear was set up so that the events could happen. And if it was after school, we got paid for it. So that was my high school job was running the high school theater, basically. And again, it's just all of these touch points on, you know, communication and event planning and timing and all of those things. Fast forward to not being in high school and, and not being in college anymore and freelancing as a lighting designer it's it's similar in nature to the way that weddings book is like you you book up your season and different different theaters will reach out to you and and say like hey we want to work with you on this show are you interested and you read the script and you see if if it's going to be a match and most of the time you you say yes because you have to pay your rent Um, (laughs) so the, the script might not be as enticing as you may want it to be but you're like, you know what? I can make something cool with this. And the people that are working on it are really great. Or I really like that director or anything like that. So that's so cool. Really had a lot of fun meeting with a lot of people, collaborating with a lot of people, um, and also lighting events. So as time went on, I went from doing all these little like black box theater shows that were really more like guerrilla theater where you go in, like you do everything and you kind of make it work and spend way too long in the dark mm-hmm. um, to working with some theaters where we had some support and like I had an assistant and um, we were doing really cool stuff. Uh, theater that I worked with in Arlington, which is the reason I actually moved. I, I, I grew up in Arlington, went to school down in Richmond, Virginia, which is about an hour and a half, two hours south. And then was pulled back up to the Northern Virginia area because I had started working with Synetic Theater and they do movement theater. Okay. And, that basically means they don't talk, but they do dance and parkour and uh, right. mm-hmm. fighting and all kinds of crazy stuff to tell their stories. And lighting those, you know, you're it's a lot of single light source stuff to make it look really cool and really dynamic and all that. And as I was doing all of the theatrical lighting stuff, I was doing photography on the side. And I was photographing all the shows that I was designing. Oh, yeah. Mm. So I was photographing concerts I'd go to. I was photographing the shows that I would sh- that I would design. I was photographing my friends' shows so that they would have photos for their portfolios. So I really started shooting in one of the harder lighting scenarios, which is a bunch of mixed light in the dark where you mm-hmm. have to really push your ISO and you know shoot at a fast shutter speed so that you can actually get what you want um, mm-hmm. if the movement's fast. So. At least that you knew exactly what the lighting was going to do at each second. If, if, you I, if it. I designed it, I knew. <laughs> yeah. If if someone else did, I didn't. Um, no, and yeah. I, I, to this day, still do some some production photography for some of the theaters in the D.C. area, um, but not not a ton. So, like, I, I do one for I do some for the Folger Shakespeare Theater. And oh, Johnny nice. and I will both do some photos still for Synetic Theater, which is actually where we met. Do you like shake your head and like go, oh, I would have lit that differently. I would have done this all differently. I mean, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's like this. This isn't this isn't my I wouldn't have done that or oh, whoa, that was really impactful. That was really cool. 
Um, But in in thinking about, I also worked with a dance company, and that's really, I think, where my brain started thinking about how, you know, where to place the light from the floor all the way up to the ceiling, how that really made a huge difference in the subjects I was lighting. And translate that over into wedding photography and, like, dance floor lighting itself. Like, having someone to boom the light for me um, was pretty much second nature like we we've got to do that otherwise it's just not as interesting and how do we get the light closer to the floor so that then if you know if if there's a kid on the ground who's like spinning around in circles if i light it from up top that shadow is going to be wrong on the ground like i don't it'll be distracting like i need the light to be just above the ground so that it's like skimming the ground so that the kids lip at the floor is not right sure but that's the sort of stuff that was kind of already in my brain from doing all the design work that i had done yeah, and what transferable knowledge. I mean, that's perfect. I mean, it's like that's all good. of it, all of it. And then just the nature of people in in crowds, like, you know, m- moving actors from point A to point V, point B, when when they're even they're paid to do that. Right. Like you've mm-hmm. got to guys, you've got to get from backstage on stage and it takes 10 minutes because everybody's trying to do stuff. It's, you know, you translate that to family photos. Okay. Oh yeah. Where's the family, right? It's, it's hurting cats all over again. Um, so I feel like (laughs) single skill set, it's all, it's all there. Um, and I, I really, I'm very grateful for that background and the time that I spent doing all of that, because I think it does make my brain a little bit like a, a Swiss army knife in a way to assist and help on, on wedding days. Um, and and also to know, actually, this happened just back in May. I was shooting a wedding uh, up in Baltimore, and it was in this kind of strange event space at a museum. And they had some truss up in the air with some lights because I think they use this space for just regular, like, event events, not not just weddings, but um, like they they might use it for like a, a dinner or something. And they light the space with these LEDs that are up there. And whoever had focused the lights on the ceremony space just focused them in the complete wrong place. <laughs> like the the light was hitting the eyes of the of the couple where they'd be seated. It was a Persian ceremony, and and then above, and it was the light was just hitting the wall, and it wasn't hitting them at all. And it's a very dark room. There's no natural light in this space. They're right. So if that light wasn't right, and I had to use flash to balance it it would have been coming from a different direction and all these things and i just i knew we had about 10 minutes before guests were going to arrive in there and the couple had gotten on site but were doing something that like it was one of those i need to go shoot the ceremony space a little bit or something and i was mm-hmm. like i'll be back in five and i went in there and i saw that and i just went over to the wedding planner i said where's a ladder like, I have to fix this right now. Um, <laughs> That's so cool that you're able to do that. And so I'm just like eyeballing things. And I, I think I refocused three or four lights for that ceremony. And one that was just randomly off to the left pointing on a wall. I was like, well, they have a ketubah over there. I'm just going to light the ketubah. And like, what can we do to make this so that then I'm not spending so much time in post um, fixing it? Because yeah. uh, I don't want to have to do that. So I spent the five minutes in there doing that, which I know is rather unconventional. And a lot of people would say you shouldn't do that and shouldn't affect the space. But I think oh, no, that if you have that knowledge better, to do it. Right? Yeah, I of course. Like it made their event better. Yeah. Um, so wow. I just kind of did that, which is, 
you know, all, things like that sometimes happen. You just got to take action. Wow. Yeah. I bet you, there are not many wedding photographers who would be able to do that and have that knowledge <laughs> to do that. That's so cool that you were, you were there to do that. that is, yeah. So, really cool. Kind of wow. Um, and then how did and then how did you get you know go from there then to doing your first wedding how did that come along so i i think i mentioned i was shooting the productions that i was um designing and my friend shows mm -hmm. and i was it was my final year in college i had just finished shooting the last show that i had designed there and my friends were getting married the following like two months later i think and they'd invited me to their wedding. And it was a small wedding at a local church down there. And it was going to be real DIY and, and really quaint. And their uncle was going to take photos for them because they needed to keep the budget low. And the day before the wedding, I get this call from my friend Ian. Hey, uh, my uncle is sick. And I know you take photos at the school for for everybody's shows and for your shows. And the sh those photos always come out really well. Will you? Could you take photos at my wedding? All right. Wow. The day like, before. Oh, geez. I mean, yes, but if I mess this up, you got to still be my friend, man. I, <laughs> I can't I can't be responsible. Um, and and if, if I mess this up, like really, truly, I've never done it. Like, don't hold me accountable. Goes, well, if you don't take photos, no one will. So having something is better than nothing. Right. So it was mm -hmm. really the lowest stakes sort of scenario <laughs> that could have ever been invented. Um, and I, uh, you know, I got off that call with him. I called my mom. I was telling her like, hey, I'm, so I'm going to be shooting Ian's wedding tomorrow. Olivia and Ian are getting married tomorrow and I don't know what I'm doing. She's like, well, you know, your dad used to shoot weddings, right? He, he used to do that. And I was like, oh, right. I totally forgot. My dad was a photography major. Oh, right. Oh, wow. Um, it's in your blood a bit. So I called my dad up. I was like, so if you had like three things to tell me about shooting a wedding tomorrow, what would your number one thing to do be? And he was like, well, do you know who's in the family photos? Because if you don't, it's going to be a mess. And I was like, valid. So I, you know, got the list of family members and, and their their photo list so that I knew what I was doing the next day. And that was helpful. Um, and then it was don't miss the first kiss. And uh, and and then he said everything else, it'll just sort of happen naturally or it won't. Great, thanks. That was a ton of help. But the <laughs> <laughs> no good advice. That's good advice. But, but the family photo stuff, um, that has stuck with me till this day. Like I I ask my couples for family members' names and relations and then I make their list for them. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Um, because I've found that if I ask them to send me a list, it's forty photos long and yeah. then they can't cut anything. Uh, whereas if I make the list and I can make it ten or fifteen frames. And they add maybe one or two or take away one or two, then we stay in a reasonable place of accomplishment for that section of the day. And it doesn't run away like a freight train. Um, yes. Well, that so, makes sense. That was good advice. Straight, but it straight was very good advice. Then. And, you yeah. know, the, the photos, they, they love them. Have you and got any on your website now? I don't have any on my website. No. <laughs> Nor do I for my first wedding. No. Um, but those those first probably from, I think it was 2007 to 2010, it was like one or two weddings a year. And they were all friends that were like, oh, hey, you did so-and-so's wedding. Can you shoot my wedding? And started realizing like, oh, this is actually pretty fun. And I, uh, you know, then kept doing a few more every year. And now it was... A little bit of the referral game, right? Like, oh, you did my friend's wedding and I was in it and all that sort of thing started to happen. And I think, I can't remember, it was probably like 2015, I had six or seven weddings that year. And I was doing my taxes at the end of the year and realized that those 
six or seven weddings were over a third of what I was making annually doing theater. Wow. Yeah. I was like six or seven. Like that's nuts. Like, like I, I can't afford not to pursue this. Yes. That's so true. (laughs) That's true. Um, Not that the world is made, not that like money is everything, but uh, I was kind of realizing that I had hit the ceiling for what I could do in DC. And if I wanted to take that next step of trying to work on Broadway and maybe make a little bit more income, uh, I'd have to move to New York. And I really didn't want to move to New York. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was really stretching myself really, really thin to, to do the shows I was doing. I think I was designing like 18 shows a year. Right. Um, Wow. And also doing it's it's called over higher work but basically i was going into some of the even bigger theaters like at the kennedy center not the kennedy center i was doing some design work at the kennedy center for one-off events but um like shakespeare theater company and woolly mammoth theater and arena stage and i was going into those bigger houses here um and uh and just hanging the lights during the day for other designers just to make extra money so i was working a full eight-hour shift biking into work biking home and then designing lights for other theaters at night Wow, it's full on. So it was, I mean, I was working 70, 80 hour weeks. Yeah, that's mad. And, and, I can and, see the allure of the weddings, especially when yeah, you're Yeah, the allure, it's like third. so much yeah. less work than that. Mm. Um, you know, now it's not. Now it's still the same. I'm still killing myself doing stuff, but it's <laughs> it's different. I get to be outside during the day sometimes and I can look out a window while I do my work. Um, oh yes that's true really there's tight. always yeah in total um, inside space yeah i mean even if i'm at a computer which is no different than when i was sitting at a console you know plugging in numbers and whatnot uh at least i have daylight to to yes <laughs> bring that, some is joy. A, that is a bonus Brittany. oh well that's so cool though and all those as you say all those transferable skills from that oh, life absolutely. Though, as well so when you're in the like a weddings now when you're lighting scenes is it do you use is it all like constant light sources you use or i mean because you must have used that a lot more than did you ever use use flash a lot more and honestly at first i was like flash oh my god this is overwhelming i i can't see where it is like how am i supposed to see where it is like this Mm. is killing me um and i've tried some constant lighting and you know we got some I i think at one point we tried to get some stellas uh and realized they're just too heavy and big to lug around all the time and it's really disruptive I think mm-hmm. to the wedding to use the constant light all the time. There's mm-hmm. like time and place where it feels appropriate. Um, but only if it's like you're lighting a scene. So for instance, a ceremony, right? If you want to light a ceremony with your led, it's just something that's on for the ceremony. It's enjoyable for the people that are there as well as for you and your camera. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're using a big bright led on the dance floor, it doesn't feel like a dance floor anymore. Yeah, that's true. Isn't it? Um, so, you know, kind of did a little bit of LED stuff and then have backed off uh, almost to nothing now. I carry a little like a one foot LED tube. It's a quasar um, in my bag if I need something to, you know, shoot a detail or something like that or the cake. If I don't want to drag my flash somewhere, I can just set up my little LED and shoot the cake. Right, um, okay. But uh, most of the time now, if I'm going to be lighting something, it is with flash and um, it's just been like a, a slow roll progression of, you know, figure it out and make it work kind of thing. Mm, sure. But yeah. 
Do you miss the do you miss the theatre life at all? It sounds so interesting to me. I met my wife. She's an actress. Actually, that's how we met at university and stuff. So, and I've seen loads of productions, and I'm always like, yeah, the lighting is such an important part of it. It's such a cool element as well. And it is. It's also the only element that you cannot prep in advance any more than drafting where the lights go in the space and pre-focusing them, because um, you, as the designer are the one turning them on and off in the space with the set and the actors in place. So the sound designer can be working on sound cues at home and, and listen to them and think that that's going to work. And the scenic designer does all of their work. They draft it. The, sh- the shop builds it. Um, scenic painters paint it. And it's all there. Um, they can see it before the cast ever steps foot on the stage and say, oh, that's right or that's wrong. Um, with the lights, you have to do your job with, all of those designers and the director and the assistant director and and the whole cast and crew uh, waiting on you to make your decisions, uh, which is really nerve wracking. Yeah, I bet. And it, it, you're just in the hot seat the whole time. And my goal always when I was when I was doing that work was I don't want everyone to be waiting on me. So it was like, do anything and everything you can in between, um, like when when the actors are working out something like scenic moving, that sort of thing, like uh, maybe the set has to spin around or something. It's like, what can I do while they're doing that? And, um, you know, sound designer needs to tune their levels. What can I do while they're doing that? And then always say lights is ready before everybody else says sound is ready. Sets are ready. (laughs) So with all of that, again, another directly transferable skill. How can I move quickly enough at this wedding? Yeah, so I'm not getting in the way of the wedding. I don't want to get in the way of what that couple remembers on their wedding day and what they feel on that day. Mm, that's that's so the important, most important thing for me is that they remember what that day felt like. Yeah, and, that it's and that's so true. And that so comes across in your images, though, Brittany. You're so good. Um, so good. It's so interesting to hear the origin. of. I love that. So thank you for talking about that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, but, of course. Of course. Um, and you, you were our USA Storyteller of the Year for 2021, which is awesome. I was shocked. That was so cool. Oh, I was going to ask. Yeah. Was that a fun accolade to receive? Because it's, Oh, my you know, God. It's, it was, it was, I was stunned when that came. I was like, what? Oh, that's no, so cool. I mean, I, I got two story awards that year. I didn't feel like it, I really deserved that title. But oh, <laughs> yes. But well, that's still more than anyone else. It's so hard I to know, win a single but it's, story it's award. Crazy it's crazy so to hard. me. It's crazy to me. It's very cool. Uh, Johnny did a very sweet thing that year, and he actually he ordered me a little trophy. I thought that was pretty cute. Oh, that's very nice. <laughs> he gave it to me as a Christmas present, kind of as a gag gift, but it's, it's nice. No, that's it's like nice. it's small. It's it's like you know four inches big or something, but it's it's pretty funny. Oh, that's still cool. It's nice to have a physical thing. I should do physical ones. I should do physical actual trophies. That'd be cool. Actually. I know that'd be really cool. I think it would cost you a fortune, but yes, that's true. <laughs> um, Maybe just like you know, one. For the person who wins, like one. photographer of the year. Yes, I know. I sure. should have that. One of the winners did say to me actually, "Oh, I sh- I should have a trophy, really." Should I? I was like, "Oh, uh, right. yeah." <laughs> or or you can do what Rangefinder does when you win an award through Rangefinder. They they put it in some system. It feels like I don't know if they actually do this. So like, don't don't quote me. And Rangefinder folks, don't don't get mad at me. But um, I I think one of Johnny's images got a, a photo. Uh, like one of his dance floor photos got a photo of the year, wedding photo of the year, or something like that. Uh-huh. And we still get emails from a trophy website saying you can order your plaque now. Oh right, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Spam all the time. <laughs> it's like, well, we could get a plaque from them. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I should do that, and everybody getting spammed with all the awards. Right, yeah, all the time. Then they, they'd be like, Alan, can you stop it? 
<laughs> make it stop make it stop no but congrats congrats a lot on that storyteller because that Thank is a you. real achievement it really is as I, say, it's, I always say it's so hard to win just in an individual award but it's even harder to win a story award because you know you, you can get lucky when it with a one-off image you know you can sure. from time to time but you can't get lucky with a story award you know you just can't 15 to 20 images all from the same wedding it's world-class creativity creativity consistency storytelling it's so good so congrats and i just want to ask you you know as someone who's has got that kind of accolade do you have any tips for anyone listening about I don't know, either like storytelling at weddings in general or or maybe choosing the images for the um, story award submissions. Do you have a system or, you know, oh do you gosh. just pick the best photos that you think or do you properly, you know, try and pick out a storyline or, you know, what's your thought? I try, like, if I can think, first of all, for me to even be able to figure out which wedding to do is like the hard one because it's mm-hmm. like, you've got so many images and uh, and narrowing it down to those those few it boils down to which which wedding had the most strong uh, images, and then being able to take those images and, and say, okay, these 50 are like my favorite. Is there a story here at all? <laughs> and it's then tough. whittling it down to see if it can even, if, if there is a story to be told in the end. And sometimes, like I've done it tons of times, and sometimes I use them for blog posts after I'm done. Like, oh, this, this actually is a really nice blog post. Oh, so yeah, the work to make it all to do all the submissions is a great way to just get your, like, you know, your social media up and your blog posts up and all that sort of stuff. And I should take my own advice and actually post. Um, <laughs> what can you say? Uh, yeah, I get that. That makes sense though, as well to actually do that. So Obviously I can't all, submit. It's all a to... funnel. Um, yeah. But picking those photos, I don't know. I have a heck of a time and sometimes I'll put it all together and then I'll, I'll show Johnny and, and we'll switch stuff around or, I'll, you know, my mom will be over. My mom lives pretty close to us. She's over all the time. And uh, I'll be like, what do you think of this? Right? Like, what do you think of this? What do you think of these, these images together? And she'll, she'll sort of say, you know, I don't like that one. Do you have something better than that? Yeah. You know, so she's, she's got quite the eye and she's helped me a lot with so many things. And, and, you know, when, when we were really in the thick of those 40 some odd weddings, um, she started actually doing some of my culling. Oh really? So wow! Keep it That's all cool. in the family. Nice. I know it's like top top secret stuff, but now everybody knows. Uh, <laughs> so she'll she'll help me out. She loves looking through the photos. Yeah, that's really handy. And you say she's got a great eye as well. And it's someone you trust, obviously, as well. Absolutely. And I don't have to send it away to a random company Mm. and figure out how to make aftershoot work because it just doesn't work for me. Oh, I've never Um, tried it. I've tried it. I've tried the Imagine Culling. I can't make that work for me either. Um, (laughs) Like, I've tried them all. I'm like, you know what? It's just better to have someone who cares when they're looking through the photos. So Mm. she'll kind of get it to a loose call for me to then tighten up even more. Um, and I think that that has actually made my deliverables even better because my brain doesn't get taxed of looking through everything and then culling it down and then tightening it even more and then toning everything and then finalizing it and then making the slideshow and making the album draft and Mm, putting all that together and then doing the delivery. It's, it's a lot for, you know, when you have the volume, um, it's, it's a lot to do and then keep on top of. Oh um, yeah, and Colin's just the worst. So I wish I, I yeah. wish I'm gonna ask my mom. Can she? See, you should. You should. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, my mom. Like I said, my mom is awesome. I adore her, and I, I I'm so glad that that she lives so close to me because I get to see her all the time. Yeah, um, and but and a babysitter on tap. Yeah, I imagine. Absolutely. I mean, she comes over here and hangs out with Avery all the time. It's oh, great. 
That's so cool. Oh. Does she when? Because when you shoot weddings, do you shoot? You know, do you and Johnny shoot every wedding together, or do you do so them individually? And things? For a long time, we shot weddings together, and once we had Avery, we very quickly realized that it's really hard on her at this age for both of us to be gone for twelve sure. to fourteen hours. Yeah, sure. Um, and it's a lot to ask of my mom to watch her for 12 to 14 hours. Cause that's a lot. I mean, true. when they're that she, young as well, mm. when they're that young. So like, as she gets older, I think that Johnny will probably join back up with me and shoot some. Um, but right now I am working with a couple friends in the area, their second shooting with me and I'm, I'm shooting the weddings and he's cool. actually, he's, he's doing the, the dad thing on the weekends when I'm shooting and oh. That's nice. Um, we run two separate photography businesses out of this house too, as well. So um, I've, I run our, our wedding brand, and and he runs sort of uh, corporate portraiture and um, corporate lifestyle and advertising and marketing. Oh wow, you are doing a lot between you then. Wow. Yeah, we're. I mean, every day one of us is shooting something. Gosh, but and, when you when you reconvene and like the sofa in the evening, but you just don't want to talk about photography at no, all. No, we don't sure. at all. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when it comes time to like choose stuff for awards, it's like, okay, tonight's an award night. And, you know, we're up until midnight, one o'clock in the morning. We're not, we're not organized enough to do it sooner, Alan, but we do yeah. get them in before the very <laughs> last. Well, that's good. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, we we try to be thoughtful about our selections um, without oh. having it take over our lives because it's very yes. easy. To get sort of sucked into this, I have to pick the perfect photos for the awards. And um, mm. and there are more important things in life. There are there's so many things to do. Um, yeah. So it's like you just got to use your gut. What feels right? I think that's a good, good, good advice for anything as well, though, isn't it? As yeah. well, actually, it really is. Yeah, it is. Before Avery came along then and when you used to work together as a, did you, used to, you said you used to shoot all your weddings together, did you? Yeah, unless unless there was something that like Johnny had a, a conference he had to go shoot or something oh, yeah. like that. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, we would shoot we would shoot everything together. And did you have like set roles? Like, were one of you always with the bride in the morning, the the, the groom? Yeah, you, I mean, in we would usually divide it up where I would be with the bride, he'd be with the groom, or you know, if it was a same sex wedding, we'd just sort of see personality wise mm. who matched better with who. That's cool. Um, and then. Uh, Generally speaking, because he was with the groom, he would get to the ceremony site before me. Um, so if there was something tricky there that I needed to know about, he'd be able to tell me before I got there. Oh, that's um, handy. Exactly. Or yeah. I'd be able to say, hey, I know this is what what's going to happen. We need to set up these strobes for this. Um, this is kind of where they need to go. And then I would get there and tweak them. Um, that's cool. Did you always yeah. get on really perfectly every wedding or any little we, argument? We do a pretty good job getting along when we work. Uh, there's not a lot of outward bickering or anything like that. Um, <laughs> there are some some post wedding asides like on the ride home where we're like, "Man, you've really gotten my way there." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, but not. We try to keep that hidden from the couple. Um, yes, and that's wise. That's wise. And, uh, you know, there, there's obviously like the little asides and like the, hey, we can't do that. We've got to do this. Da, da, da. But yeah, of course. Um, but we're 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 pretty good. We're a pretty good team. And it's been a bit of an adjustment this year for me to, you know, work with someone other than him, because, I mean, we yeah. we know what we need and what we're after and what we like and all those sorts of things so it's just sort of yeah without even having to communicate probably yeah with without other, really having to communicate mm. too much uh can use like you know eyes and, and hand gestures just to kind of get the point across mm. uh, 
but as throughout 2022, uh, when I was shooting and I was pregnant and I wasn't allowed to carry my own bag that was too heavy, basically, I could carry like a bag with a camera in it. And I was told, don't do anything else. So I started working with an assistant and Johnny at those weddings. Um, So I kind of had the, the slow roll progression of being able to, you know, figure out how to work with someone to help me uh, Mm -hmm. that wasn't Johnny and and figure out what needed to be communicated, what was important. um, And then have the, the safety net of this really just isn't working. And just Johnny get over here real fast and do this real quick for me um, or with me, or, you know, I, you go do that and I'm going to help you with it. um, Cause we really were like two primaries shooting together. um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Which was really great. And, um, Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, One really. day I, I imagine we'll get back to it. But Yes, I'm sure you will. Uh, but it's lovely yeah. that, you know, when you're now shooting weddings, you know that your daughter's in the best possible hands. I think that's really lovely, isn't it? Absolutely. And it's it's just so much nicer uh, for her. Like, she's a, a a much happier kid the next day and the next day after that, too. Because uh, when, when both of us were gone, it was just like a whole scramble for her. She's like, what is happening? Yeah, sure. Guys have been here all the time. Where are you? Um and you know little little bean doesn't really know what's happening no so um once once she gets a little older and it's you know we can plan some activities for her to do and all that sort of stuff then i imagine we'll probably start shooting together again but yeah um, yeah or johnny will just decide that he really likes having all his weekends off in which case he won't who knows yeah you never know might do i mean that's one of the best things about um i guess this life that we lead that he you know, I've been able to, I was looking after my kids all the time when my wife was going out to work and I was able to do that because of wedding photography, really. A lot of right. dads were at nine to five office jobs and not able to do that. And it's right. a, an absolute blessing that we can. So it's yeah. pretty awesome. And we, we've been thanking our lucky stars this whole year. It's like, wow, we, we would have been in daycare if we didn't yeah. do what we do now. And I'm so glad that we're not because mm, totally. you know, she's been a pretty darn healthy kid the whole year like we haven't had oh. any really big problems so um it's been it's been really nice to uh be able to take the time to spend with her because you know this time just it blinks by oh yeah it's yes it definitely does magic my just last week my daughter finished her last day of primary school which is a, a big wow. deal so she's going up you know to another big school and yeah, yeah and that just felt like yesterday we were taking her for her first day it's um right yeah. Um, but Brittany, this is great. This is great. But let's uh, let's change tack slightly. Let's, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, we'll go. We'll come back to your photography in a bit. But so sure. I think we, you mentioned before we started recording. I think you know what I might be asking you now in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> kind of secretly dreading it. How much will I make of myself? No, it could be great. It could be great. So yeah, if anyone's listening for the first time, this is something we do very often. Actually, I think yeah, for eight and loads of episodes now, I'm going to play a little synopsis game. I'm going to ask Brittany a. a I'm going to say a synopsis from either a movie or a series, and we're going to see if um, she can get the title. And I hope you're enjoying playing along at home. So yes, Brittany, ready for your first one? Hit me, Alan. Let's see. Let's okay. see. Let's do it. I always enjoy this bit. It's fun. It's fun. Okay. So this is an old as a, this is an old movie, probably about 20 years old, and it's an animated, although it has had a remake as well. But anyway, that's a clue. Okay, so Lion Prince Simba and his father are targeted by his bitter uncle who wants to ascend the throne himself. The Lion King. Boom. Yes. Nice. Wow. See, there you go. What I want. Totally tank it. <laughs> I love the Lion King as well. I love it. So good. It's so good. I really should probably go see the Broadway version. Oh, yeah, you should, shouldn't you? I've not seen that, actually. I, I, haven't, I haven't seen it, obviously, but 
I've I've had some I think some friends who have worked on on a tour with it and the oh cool costumes look so cool. Yeah. Anyway. When you go to watch any kind of production now, not photographing it, but just when you go to watch a production, a play yeah. or anything, I, do you actually enjoy the the thing, or are you constantly looking at the lighting? Oh, it's it's a little column A, little column B. I I try not to. Um, but of course, like you get in, you're like, okay, so what could they do with this? Okay, cool. And then you try to like immerse yourself in watching the show. Yeah. Um, most of the shows that I go to, um, friends are working on them. Oh, that's cool. So it's that's really like free go tickets. to see my friends work and then, and then, you know, enjoy the show. So. Yeah. You don't critique them too much then. Afterwards. I try not to. Yeah. No. <laughs> do you get free tickets if they're, fr- if your friends are working on uh, them? Occasionally, um, yeah. more cool. for the concerts that I go to than, then the theater stuff, because um, I know that the tickets are how they make a living wage. Same with the concert oh, okay. stuff. But mm-hmm. um, uh, I I do uh, production photography for not production promotion photography for uh, a band that's out of Richmond. That's their national touring act called Carbon Leaf, and uh, they're really good friends of mine. I actually used to live next door to them when I lived down there. And, oh, uh, cool. And it's kind of a come full circle kind of thing, which is going to sound really nerdy. They were my favorite band in high school. Oh, that's cool. And then didn't know that I was moving in next to them when I moved in, <laughs> which was really bizarre. And then I started working with them. I toured with them for a few one-off things, doing lighting on the road for, for stuff while their their sound engineer had a kid. So he was taking a break. So their lighting guy turned on to do their sound and I stepped in to do their lights for a little uh, while. And that must have been cool. That was really cool. Uh, and then and then I started just a couple years ago now doing doing some of their promo photography. So whenever they're in the area, I always I, I, I call up their lead singer, Barry. I'm like, hey, can I can I come? Can I cash in some chips? Can I <laughs> hang out for the night? So anyway. Nice. No, that's cool. That's very cool. Um, let's go on to your second one, though. Too. Yeah, second one. Yeah, second one. OK, so this is a, a much more modern. This is a series. OK, it's an anthology okay. series, is it? Clue. So. Dark secrets and twisted truths of the guests, the staff, and the locale of a resort are unveiled over the course of the week that was supposed to be a relaxing vacation. Mm-mm. I feel like I've heard about this one, but I could not think of the name to save my life. Oh, yeah. It's, um, it's, I can't, even, I don't even know a clue, actually. Um, I, it's very good, though. I see both series, and it's, yeah. Shall I tell you? Yeah, tell me. Yeah, it's The White Lotus. The White okay. Lotus. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard really good things about it. And now yeah. that you say it, now it's, it all clicks. Yeah, oh, it's uh, that's a tricky one, honestly. And it's super good, though. If anyone listening not watched it, do really recommend it. Both series are really, really good. Um, okay, it's still still one out of two. It's still good, Brittany. Honestly, loads, loads of people got zero. Right. Loads of people have had zero, so this is good. <laughs> <laughs> but this third one is probably a bit trickier. Sorry, I was doing a bit of a trickier one. It's okay, it's okay. Okay, so this is a much more, this is a recent series as well. Okay, so... Following the workings of an American jury trial through the eyes of Ronald Gladden, a juror who is unaware the entire case is fake. Everyone except him is an actor and everything that happens is carefully planned. Mm. Really don't know that one, but I keep no. seeing ads for jury duty on Amazon. Oh, so that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well done. That's awesome. <laughs> Anytime I log in to, to order something that, you know, like, who knows what probably for avery um it's 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 on there as a splash page so it's like that's the only thing that makes sense wow yeah well, it's production without it, having ever seen it <laughs> it knew that i was going to ask you that question it right it's a full it was prepping me all week yeah <laughs> honestly it's really good that as well do you like reality tv in general or not i mean it depends on it depends on the reality tv i um I don't like feeling like I'm stupider after I watch something. So, like, I don't really enjoy The Bachelor or 
that genre of reality TV. But if it's something that is well-crafted and um, makes your brain think a little bit, I'll enjoy it a little more. Uh, okay. Cool. Does that make sense? Yes. I quite like the stupid stuff, to be honest, as well, though. But yeah. <laughs> but I, get... <laughs> I love Love Island, for example. It's, um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I used to love the original Big Brother years ago as well. I used to love all that kind of stuff. But but anyway, this jury duty is so good because, yeah, he's um, he's a real person. There's a one juror and everyone else is an actor. And it's 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 really life affirming. Actually, he's such a nice guy. It's really cool. It's good. Cool. It's good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was fun. Uh, Brittany, two out of three is super good. Uh, that's now. better than I thought. I was I was really expecting a zero. So. Oh, it was super good. Super, no physical trophy, I'm afraid. But that's OK. I can. But nobody that. gets them. Yeah. <laughs> OK. And let's go back to your photography and one sure. of your specific um reportage awards that i want to ask you about is the one with the elephant where you must know which one i mean <laughs> yes yeah. I know which one. <laughs> well so i'm just going to describe it a little bit but what people listening but it looks like the elephant's trunk is almost like sucking the bride's cheek or kind of what and what appears to be i think is the groom is it the groom it is the groom yeah and, and i think he's, he seems to have a microphone so i don't know is it possibly is it like mid-speech or is it the ceremony but anyway you, yeah it's such a cool shot can you tell us more so about that? that photo happened just before family photos Okay, cool. The microphone was there. That that platform that they're standing on with the elephant was their ceremony site. Um, it was in Thailand. We were in Phuket. Nice. Nice. Um, and uh, they that that couple met us at a wedding expo. Believe oh, cool, it or not, cool. which is totally random. They came that's up funny. to our booth. I just said, got high. So I've got the next question. I've got highlighted is about wedding expos. So that's weird. Oh, well, yeah, I could talk yeah. about that for a lot too. Um, that's good. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, they walked into our booth and said, oh, my God, I love your photos. You're going to take a photo of me and an elephant. <laughs> they literally said, said that. That's what they said. And I was like, OK, sure. I'm going to take a photo of you with an elephant. Great. Where? And uh, anyway, fast forward, we, we go to Thailand. We flew over with them um, and shot, I think it was like three days of festivities with them. Wow. Um, and they had a baby elephant at their wedding ceremony because it was part of what happened at that wedding venue where they were getting married and the elephant walked down the aisle after the ceremony um, to greet them and the elephant's handler I guess um, was like okay now she's gonna kiss you Mina's gonna kiss you and she's like oh no 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 don't don't do it don't do it and the groom at the time was he had grabbed the microphone to remind his family not to leave and go oh, to right. cocktail hour because he saw them all leaving. So he grabbed the mic and he was like, guys, you can't like, don't leave. We need you for photos. <laughs> and um, as that's all happening, the, the elephant's, you know, trunk is is leaning in to kiss the bride and, and did it once. And she was like, oh, my God. And I'm shooting through the whole thing because so it's cool. just too good. Um, and I think that the, the handler guy had a had the elephant kiss her like three different times and each time she was like no 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 no, don't do it um but i think he he thought he was doing it for me but i wasn't uh, yeah. in communication with him at all um and i love I the bride's expression I love so it. many frames from that and that's you know an instance of shoot through the whole thing shoot through the yeah. entire moment and find the the peak well it was between that photo and one other one there's one where she's laughing hysterically Okay, cool. Um, but the one where she's making that face, it almost looks like he's on the mic saying, "Like somebody get this elephant off this off my." Oh line. yeah, it does kind of look like that. Um, and <laughs> she's just like, "Oh my god, I can't handle it." And um, and so that that is why I chose that particular frame. But 
That's there's right. three or four other frames directly around it um, that are also pretty darn good. Uh, but that one, uh, I think after I, I, I submitted that one to Fearless a long time ago and it won. And so it's like, you know, and since it was a documentary moment, I was like, this is not anything that i could be now to then afterwards done. pick the best ones it's so cool it's so so, cool. so yeah that that was uh that's the story behind that photo yeah. i'm still well, it's great i love it I, so how oh, are you oh that's yeah. cool that's very cool yeah, that must have been and that was in pretty awesome shooting in thailand i've never been actually but it, must it was been beautiful awesome. um it was really beautiful and the number of orchids that they had for the ceremony was just through the roof yeah, I've never cool. seen this. They had a big thing on the ground that spelled out their names in orchids. Oh wow, nice, nice. I um, I went to a wedding in Sri Lanka, that, but that was my sister's wedding, and um, my dad was videoing it. But every time oh, wow. he got it wrong, the wrong no, but he got it the wrong way around. So every time he thought he's pressing the record button, he actually was turning oh, no. it off. So like the whole wedding is just shots of him walking along uh, his feet. Oh yeah. my god. Um, I know. I <laughs> know. Oh, it's funny. My that, soul that. hurts for your sister. Yeah. Oh my God. And for him. He probably felt so gutted afterwards. Oh, he was very, very upset. Yes. But we laugh about it now. Uh, I don't know if my sister does, but we, we laugh sure. about it. So, so. <laughs> um, yeah. So you mentioned there about wedding expos. And I read um, before doing, you know, looking to getting some questions for you today that I read that you've had good experiences with wedding expos and that you often book multiple weddings at each one, which is great. Yeah. So yeah, I just thought, do you have any thoughts or advice for people, you know, Absolutely. doing that? Oh, awesome. Cool. Okay. So Hit us. the way I got started in wedding expos, it was actually a 30, 30th birthday present from Johnny. Okay. And it was when I was on the verge of being like, I should really do more weddings. And he's like, you really should. You're really good. And uh, so for my 30th birthday, he bought me a space at a wedding expo. That is a cool gift. Um, which was just crazy. I was like, what are you doing? He goes, oh, it's in a month and a half, by the way. So... <laughs> Better get your stuff together. Um, so yeah. Theater Kid and me designed and drafted and built a whole booth out of, you know, I made walls and it looked like a whole happy little, I, I found this like reclaimed wood that were, I don't know how to describe it. It's like if you take a tree and you plane it. So it looked like uh, trees, but okay. they were stained. Anyway, it looked really pretty. And then we bought way too many prints um, and put them up in there and made a really big splash on the floor um made a an led sign that i hand wired it took me like 60 hours to wire it wow um, how, do you, how do you can do that kind of stuff i would have no idea that I, I, <laughs> again it's like you you can take the kid out of the theater but you can't take the theater out of the kid <laughs> um cool. so anyway made this big sign all this stuff and um had what is now like a you know pretty darn low um, booking rate. I think we were asking like three k for a, a a wedding, and um, and then giving a five hundred dollar discount on the floor for the first at wedding expo that we did, and I booked four weddings on the spot that day. Wow, that's so zero good. to four. So it was like okay, that's cool. And then after the wedding expo, booked a few more, not at that rate, but at our asking rate at the time, and it was like wow. okay, cool. So there's another one of these expos next weekend. Okay, and there's spaces. Great, we already have the booth. Let's do that one too. Um, so, you know, showed up, set it up. Same thing, another four on the floor. Wow, so that's good. Eight weddings in two weeks that we booked. Um, and yeah. then some residual stuff. So when, when people showed up at the booth, get their email, 
get their phone number, get their name. Um, and then when you get home, email them your pricing or whatever information you want to send them. Um, and then hope that you hear back. Um, the, the wedding expos here, at least they, they give you a big list of everyone who attended and, you know, it's like a thousand names or something like that. And I'm like, we tried sending out emails to everybody, but you, you do it through like MailChimp or, or ConvertKit mm. or something like that. And it's, it's a lot to set up and then you get a lot of spam back. Um, and most of these people are just frustrated that you're contacting them because they didn't want to be contacted in the first place. And they didn't mm -hmm. realize that when they signed up for this wedding expo, that this is what was going to happen. Sure. Um, so I found that sending emails to the big list didn't help, help me at all, mm -hmm. but making sure that I made a personal connection with everyone who came into my booth and, you know, had that 60 second elevator speech kind of thing about what we do, how we do it and all that sort of stuff. And just tried to, connect on a personal level with the folks that wanted to talk. And, you know, if you felt like you had someone in front of you who was really, really interested in your photography, you spend a little more time with them. Um, mm -hmm. If you get people that walk in, it's like, hey, what's your pricing? You can mm -hmm. you can say, yeah, cool, fill out our contact form and I'll send it to you. Um, but were you I doing it all on your own or were you with Johnny was, as well? Johnny and I were doing it together. Mm -hmm. uh, so we would talk to 50 or 60 couples in a four hour time frame. Yeah. and got better and better at it over time. Instead of having a paper list, we we started putting up, uh, I made a separate contact form on my website that through Squarespace that dumps into an Excel sheet. Um, so it would send an auto email like, thanks for thanks for emailing us or th thanks for submitting your form. Uh, we'll, we'll be sending you more information ASAP or something. Um, mm -hmm. And then I would send a, a follow-up email that night uh, to you know, directly get into their inbox that same day and, and say, hey, it was really great to meet you. Um, we talked, you know, if they if they put anything personal in there, like, hey, what's something that's going to make me remember who you are? Because um, I think we actually put that on there. Like, we talked to a lot of people today. Yeah. Tell me something about what we talked about so that I know who I'm emailing later. Oh, that's clever. Uh, mm -hmm. And they'd be like, oh, we talked about puppies or, you know, we talked about limoncello or whatever. Um, yeah. And then I would, I would have that memory recall and be able to write something that was a little more personal. And had some really good luck uh, just in getting people to email us back and get into conversations and then do, you know, a video chat or go to a coffee shop and meet up um, and, and, and book some weddings. And that first year we did three wedding expos. Maybe it was four. I can't remember. It was 2016. Um, and uh, I think we booked 22 weddings that year. That's so amazing. zero to 22. Boom. Just because right. of those expos. Yeah, that is so good. It's so good, Brittany, because, you know, I hear stories from some photographers going to uh, expos fairs and they don't book any, you know, at, at one. They literally don't book any. So it's I think it really depends on your your ability to connect with people when you're there mm, and big deal. and and offering something that feels like a deal, even if it isn't a deal. Mm, so true. like that first year, we did that really big discount and. After that first year, I was like, I'm not going to leave that much money on the table again. What can I offer that's just as enticing of something to get just because, you know, you showed up to the expo. So here's your deal. Um, I started throwing in like an extra hour of coverage. Right. Yeah. Well, that makes you sense. Know, something mm -hmm. like that. And and then I could explain why that was valuable. And I could say it had a value of 500 or whatever. Um, and that would sometimes entice people to, to want to book. 
Um, but talking to them about their wedding venue, talking to them about something that gets them excited, then they feel like you're invested in them and, and that they might want to connect with you. Cause we, we tell all our couples, you know, like we, we want to, when we show up on the day, it's like, you know, we kind of want to, we hope that you just think of us as your friend a little bit. Like, you know, Mm. obviously we're your hired friend for the day, but I want you to feel as comfortable around us as you do around your friends. Yeah. So no, having that personal touch, I think, helps a lot. And totally. That's so important. And you say that you were lucky with doing that, but it's not luck. It's how you are as a photographer as well, but B as a person, you know, you're, you're, sure. we've never spoken before. It's so easy to talk to you. I can oh, tell, you know, you. You're, you're so lovely. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure you must have really shone in that kind of situation, just being able to talk to people, putting them at ease straight away as well. And that goes a long, long way. It goes a long way. And I, I, I think that a lot of that is what helped us so much in those expo situations because you can go up to booths and the person who's just stand they're sitting behind a table mm. handing out flyers and like i'm not going to book that person no it's true, you know they're it? they're just a they're just someone handing out flyers they're not someone that i can relate to so we decided we're not going to put a table in our booth we're not going to be behind a table we want people to come in look at these photos talk to us meet us so we're standing the whole time mm. um Makes sense. and you know, make it an inviting place where they want to look around. Um, and something that I'm pretty sure the guy that runs the expo that we that we did, one of his biggest things was don't confuse the clients. And I was like, okay, that seems pretty basic. He goes, well, if you're a photographer, don't put flowers in your booth. Okay. Don't put yeah. cookies in your booth. Like, <laughs> it might be nice for them to come in and have a cookie, but then they're going to think you're a bake shop. <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> or a florist that's what, yeah a that's florist. true and yeah. i'm like oh okay that's that's valid and you're like well how can i make it's like it's not about anything other than the work that you do mm. so showcase yourself it's just like taking your website and putting it in a three-dimensional space oh, that's a good way of putting it as well actually uh-huh. yeah that's true and and yeah that's and we're that's not the- nervous about like talking to people even at the first one you know we're not nervous I mean, I think I was a little, I stumbled over myself a little bit because I didn't know how much or how little to say at first. Mm. But after you talk to two or three or four people, you hit a rhythm of what you want to talk about and what those key points are. Mm. And then you, it's, it's almost like a, a script in a way you start talking about your wedding package. Mm. And it's something that you probably do when you do your, your client calls, right? Yes, when you're yeah. first meeting people, it's, the so what's your wedding package and then you tell them what the wedding package is but instead of just listing off you know you you get nine hours of coverage and you get this print credit and you get you know we tone everything and we do all this it's like well why do i need nine hours of coverage Mm. okay well you you're going to get nine hours of coverage so that you have coverage from pre-wedding when you're getting ready all the way until the last moment of the day and having us there early is really gonna you know help you get used to us being around and hopefully by the time we get 30 minutes in you'll kind of forget we're there because we're not our energy is there but we're not going to be directing or moving things around or anything the only time that we direct anything is when it's appropriate to and that would be when we're doing a portrait or when we're doing family photos Mm -hmm, but everything else just wants to free flow right and so we tell them that that's the same sort of thing that i would tell a client and you tell them that in the booth and that sounds a lot more enticing than we're going to come to your wedding and take your pictures yeah, that's which so is true. what a lot of other people are going to tell you. So trying to share what makes you unique and why you're a better fit for them than somebody else um, 
which you know is easier said than done and everybody finds their own way and and what works for them and how they work um but the uh the the dangerous part there is that if your price is right and your talk is really good the couple starts believing it but then you might realize that the couple that you're working with or that you're talking to isn't a really good fit for you, but you've just convinced them that you're a really good fit for them. <laughs> That's funny. Um, luckily, you know, that that didn't really happen to us, but um, it can. And I've heard stories of of other photographers at Expos being like, oh, my God, we just worked with someone that we shouldn't have worked with. Oh, like, shouldn't it have happened. Right. It happens to us all at times. Time, of though, course, of but, course. Yeah, um, but but I like to think. It's that that law of attraction thing. If you if you attract people that are similar to you and what you do, and they like what you're offering, then you're going to have a better time. Oh, totally. Um, mm. Doing what you do, so yeah, it's a win-win so, yeah. for all that, isn't it? Definitely. Well, that is honestly. Thank you for all those bits of advice yeah. around that. I think yeah, that's that's really really cool, and that's going to help a lot of people. So that is awesome. That's awesome, Brittany. Um, and I've just looked down. We're over an hour already. Uh oh. I know it's flown, isn't it? I mean, it's, there's no hard uh, time on it, but I'm just like, it's mad that that's really gone so quickly. Um, uh, time for one more question, if that's okay with you. Yeah, sure. Okay, awesome. If, if you have time for it, I don't want to. Oh take yeah, no, day. I do I'm, as well. I'm, no, of I'm course, fine. I love talking to you. This is great. It's really cool. Um, so let's ask this one. I asked this one in quite a while, actually. So Brittany, yes, what? What, in your opinion, makes for a good wedding photographer? You know, what? What? What is a good wedding photographer, in in your opinion? Mm, that's a tough one. That is a tough so, one. <laughs> huh. I think I just touched on it a little bit in how I was talking about, you know, how what we do on a wedding day. But I, I feel pretty darn strongly that the photographer shouldn't get in the way of the wedding. And I, you know, I hope that I don't ever get in the way of the wedding, but... Um, I'm sure <laughs> but the uh you know just being present being nimble being ready to accept what's in front of you and and to not judge or try to change what's happening mm. um that's a big deal actually though it's yeah. really hard it's really really hard and you know you can you can drop hints to people if you want to, or you can, you know, you can say if they, I, I always tell my couples, if there's a question you have, feel free to ask it on the day, right? Like, is this a good spot for this to be like, of mm -hmm. course, I'm going to answer that question, but I'm not going to walk in and say, this is exactly where you should do X. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, but if you ask my opinion, it would be really rude of me to not, you know, that's true. Yeah. Give an honest question, answer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah um, that's true. And, uh, you know, I, I don't use that to like to any sort of abusive way of manipulation of, you know, how how and where anybody stands or, or does stuff. Um, but leaving that door open for them to feel like I don't want to make them feel like I'm making them uncomfortable because I'm not talking to them. Yeah, sure. And I know that some photographers are their strong suit is the fact that like they just exist and don't like they don't interact. Um, I, I have a really hard time with that. I need my couples to have a little bit of buy-in and to know that they're part of a collaborative process. Mm, so that makes sense. I, I feel like, you know, it, it is a bit of a made up day. Like it is this fairy tale day that they would like to be really nice and really fun. And if I can help make that day a little better, a little more fun, a little more, whatever they're hoping for, um, that that's, 
that's not doing anything negative or influencing anything in a negative light mm, sure. um, or making it not be the day that they pictured. Um, but only when it's appropriate. So yeah. I think it's like this tread lightly kind of place of be present and be ready to, you know, do any and everything that you need to do to get the photos you need to take, but also make sure your couple feels comfortable and make sure that your couple feels like they're in control. Mm. Uh, That's and good advice. Sir. I've definitely had times with like wedding planners where uh, I very vividly remember this. It was a couple years ago. I'm, you know, in the ready room. The bride's just gotten in her dress. We've taken photos. And the planner opens the door and says, so is the bride doing a first look with her dad? And I looked at the bride and I was like, are you doing a first look with your dad? She's like, I don't know. Do you have to do a first look with your dad? And the planner's like, you should do a first look with your dad. It's like, and I, I looked at her in the eyes and I was like, you can absolutely see your dad however you want to see your dad. But I'm not going to tell you how to see your dad. Like, mm. you know, if but your planner's really trying to push this. Mm. This is a you decision. And this is something she should have talked to you about beforehand, honestly. Like, but to spring it on you in this moment, like you're about to leave to go to your ceremony. Like, let's set up a first look. It's like, I'm. let's not set up anything. Does there, is your dad in the hallway right now? Like, he can come in. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right? Totally get that. Yeah, um, yeah. But, like, I don't think we... She's like, because we can go outside. There's this really beautiful tree. It's like, it's too much. It's too much. Like, if that was the plan, that needed to be the plan. Yeah. Um, And, and the bride needed to be, like, once I get in my dress, I'm going to go see my dad, and he's going to be waiting for me under this tree. But... Yeah. If dad's out in the hallway feeling like he needs to see his daughter and it needs to be this special thing, but no one's talked about it before, now you've created a fake scenario. Yeah, totally. And that doesn't feel authentic at all. Um, no. So avoiding that at all costs. Because yeah. I know that, that was a really tense moment for her where she was just like, I don't know what to do. Mm, like, yeah. Now I feel like if I say no, I'm going to hurt my dad's feelings. I would love to see my dad, but I don't know what oh dad first look is because I'm getting married for the first time. Like, what, what does yeah. this mean? You know, <laughs> like... Mm. And I was like, it just means you're going to see your dad. Do you want to see your dad? She's like, yeah, I'd love to see my dad. And I just told the player, great, send him in. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great. And she's like, but it's not set up. I'm like, it doesn't have to be. No, of course. No. You know, it can just be like, he can come in the room. It's allowed. Yeah. He can Literally, see his daughter. Natural. It's his daughter. Yeah. It's natural. Like he could have just come in without you making an announcement too. And that would have been nice. Yeah. Um, mm. But obviously oh, that whole conversation didn't happen across the room. Like I went in small group with her, but yeah. I was very frustrated because she she took my bride completely out of her headspace. Uh, yeah, that's not good, is it? It's not good. Some wedding planners can be great, but some can be a yeah. bit not so great. Exactly. So, do you work with a lot of planners? Uh, I'm working with more and more planners as the years go on. Mm -hmm. And I always make sure that I do some form of a phone call with them before the day to let them know, like, Hey, how do you usually, well, I ask them usually like, what's your usual flow on a wedding day? How do you interact with your clients? What's your, what are your goals? How do you do this? And, uh, and if they say that they start directing a bunch of stuff, I, I kindly ask them if they can not do that because it's yeah. the opposite of how I work. And, yeah. uh, and, and then they're like, well, how do you get anything? And then it becomes this big philosophical conversation. Um, it doesn't happen very often anymore, but a few years ago it did. And, um, definitely like try to reinforce we want them to just 
have a really good day and like you're keeping the time making sure that everything happens in the order that it needs to happen that you know the events actually happen relatively on time and if they're not on time then you figure out how to make it up later but do what what you need to do and i'll do what i need to do but yes please don't come to me every five minutes to tell me that i need to go take a photo of the invitations or oh look the grandmother's over there it's like yes i did see her mm-hmm. um and uh and yes i am keeping an eye on that too and of course we'll be ready for that but um trying to keep those touch points at appropriate times so that it doesn't pull you out of you know either a thought process that might help you to make some really great images or um or something that will completely pull you out and then pull the couple out of just existing with their friends and family in whatever yeah, scenario they're in totally well yeah i think that's great advice that you talk to them beforehand like that as that makes total sense and talk about how you work and i talk yeah. with them and i will talk with a videographer if, if there's oh, a video about, yeah that makes yeah, sense I, I make the time i usually try to get the couple on a call too so then oh, it's cool. like get their buy-in on everything. This way they know exactly what we're all doing. Yeah, that in makes terms sense. Of, like stuff that we have to do, right? Not not the um we can't plan moments, obviously, but you know, the the big transition points, how those transitions will go. Mm. Because transitions can make or break a day. Mm. I'm like, oh, Brittany, honestly, I'm so I've just been nodding throughout this whole episode. Just so, <laughs> oh, my God. So many great bits of advice there and just so practical, honestly. It's been so good. I think people are going to get so much from this episode. It's awesome. That's really nice of you to say. I'm, I'm like, oh, God, I hope that I sound like I'm an intelligent human. Oh, uh, super intelligent. You so <laughs> know what you're talking about. It's awesome. Honestly, thank you so much for your time today. It's been really lovely, really lovely talking to you. Um, and I, I hope, I, as you mentioned, right early on in the episode, it would be awesome if, come over, if I can come over to America and do yeah, something. Please. Please, please, please do. If you, you know, reach out to me and I will, I will rally some troops over here. I know that would be at least, at least eight people that we could get. get Oh, that would be so cool. Yeah, that would be so cool. We've got to do it. Got to do it sometime. I will do it. And I need to visit somewhere else than, uh, than Vegas anyway. So Vegas is a really terrible representation of what, (laughs) what the (laughs) whole US has to offer. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, so yeah, come, come visit. I will. I will. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Um, yes. And Brittany, honestly, thank you so much for your time. Anyone listening now, do head to this reportage.com. Um, I'll include the reportage award. That, that That's awesome. Elephant reportage award that, that you spoke about there as well. And yes, um, all the best for the rest of the season. I, and thank all the best so for much. your, for your daughter's first birthday party as well. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's hope we don't melt into puddles on Saturday. Yes. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Brittany. Of course, Alan, have a wonderful rest of your week and, and also season as well. And and thanks for doing this. This was really special. Well, thanks for coming on. Been awesome. Bye bye. 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 You've been listening to the 135th episode of the This Is Reportage podcast. Really enjoyed chatting to Brittany. Hope you enjoyed listening in. Head to thisreportage.com for a link through to her website and to see the Fab Reportage Awards you spoke about too. We now have 135 episodes of the podcast available where we speak to wedding and family photographers from all over the world. If you liked this episode, delve into our back catalogue for lots more. If you're not a member of this reportage or this reportage family, check out all the benefits of joining us, including an unlimited number of images on your profile, 60 individual award and 18 story award entries per year, 
Invites to our physical meetups and parties, such as our Christmas party in London on December 11th, 2023. Exclusive discounts, hours of educational videos featuring tips and advice on some of the world's best photographers, and much more too. There's just a few weeks left to submit to our final awards collections of 2023. The deadline is the same for both sites. Submit by 2359 GMT on the 23rd of November, 2023. No poses, nothing staged. This is Reportage. And this is bye for now. Thank you.